2: Entertaining Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12 Informative You call people out no matter what they are And you hold them accountable That's the Mark Show The first hour of the Mark Show starts
1: now Alright, what this, happy new year Oh no, the too is not a new year yet we got a couple more days What is up, this is the Mark Show My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045 Hannah, are we streaming? No Why not? We should probably, we're going to start streaming here in just a minute. Apparently over the break, this is the worst part about going on break. People come in here and they start hitting buttons and they have no idea what the buttons do. And they just hit them or they'll like delete things. And then it takes us forever uh, to get things. What is it still not streaming? No. Why is it not streaming?
3: You tell me. I mean, I don't
1: know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go back. We'll figure it out on break. We'll figure it out on break. So we're gonna be a little late today on the stream. But anyway, I hope everyone's doing. Listen, I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great uh, whatever. We are. We are here live, and we have so much that we've got to get to. We've got so much we've got to talk about. Uh, We've got so much to get into because I mean it's been like three or four days now since we've had anything at all uh, come out of Washington D.C. And then last night, boom! All of a sudden, you've got Donald Trump signing the COVID relief stimulus package, the bill, that the thing that everybody was saying, don't sign because we haven't had a chance to read it. Don't sign because there's not enough money. He demanded $2,000 instead of the 600 and then yesterday he signed it probably because he was being pressured by uh, congressional leaders. Now, a lot of people are waking up today going, I, you know, I don't understand what, what's happening. What was the whole point of all this? Why did the president come out and demand $2,000 only to turn around a week later and sign the darn thing? Why did that happen? What was the uh, what was the the reason that he changed his mind at the last minute? Because at midnight tonight, the government was going to shut down. And I know what you're thinking. If you're like me, you're like, how can you tell if the government shuts down? What's the difference between the government being shut down now and what's been going on for the last six or seven months? What's the difference between a government shutdown and what Joe Biden wants to do in a month and a half, which is basically shut down the federal government? Wants to make sure that all buildings remain closed. Wants to make sure that, you know, everything that's uh, everything, every building you're required to wear a mask and yada, yada and this and that and the other. So there's there's a big difference. A lot of people are saying, hey. This is something that should not have happened. And by a lot of people, I, I mean six. There's six senators out there who are against this. And we'll tell you why. Uh, they, probably, they probably are are the, the six senators that we need to keep our eye on as we head into January 6th. They're the six senators we need to keep our eyes on as we get into this whole uh, controversial electoral vote and and the, um, you know, and the electors being uh, ratified on, on January 6th in Washington, D.C. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Also, over the weekend, there was a bombing in Nashville, Tennessee. And, man, this bombing, Christmas Day, bright and early, one of the weirdest things to happen in this country in a very long time. One of the most bizarre bombings we've on record. One of the most bizarre bombings on record. You've got people here who uh, they come in. And they there's somebody in an RV, this guy, they say they, they know his name, they know his identity, which is very bizarre because it, it, well, we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, but the, this truck, this RV in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, supposedly starts playing music, uh, starts playing fake gunshots as a warning, starts to uh, go in and, and and you warn people, an actual countdown timer warning people saying, don't do this, don't do that, yada, yada, yada. And then it explodes. And buildings are destroyed and and windows are blown out and people are just shocked. Now, the the weird thing about this is because it seems like it was designed as a some kind of suicide bombing, they say, and B, it was designed to limit civilian casualties. And if you're if you're a suicide bomber, if you have a big explosion of this type, because this is this is not your typical suicide bombing explosion when you're a suicide bomber you know like a terrorist would be you walk into a crowded place like a shopping mall you walk into a place like a uh, you walk into a place like a coffee shop you know in in uh, in tel aviv you walk into you know any uh, the uh, a busy town square you walk into those places and you set off the bomb and your goal is to kill as many people as possible this was the opposite of that it was a large explosion a large bomb the only thing it seemed to want to do was destroy windows and buildings And that's why there are a lot of questions being raised. Plus, the FBI has been able to name a suspect in about, what, three, four days, which is about the fastest the FBI has worked to do anything since Donald Trump became president. So there's a lot of questions uh, surrounding this Nashville bombing, which we'll get to here in just a minute. Also, lest we not forget when we talk about the Senate, that there is a very, very, very important runoff election coming up on January the 5th. So important. That President Trump is once again going to Georgia. He is going to Georgia and he is going to rally the people to get them to vote. He wants them to vote for uh, for a uh, Purdue. He wants them to vote for Leffler. He wants to keep the Senate in Republican control. And he wants to do all of that come January 5th. So there's a big rally in Dalton, Georgia. Now, I know what you're thinking. Where the hell is Dalton, Georgia? Well, it's about an hour north of Atlanta, and it's Trump country. It's going to be uh, probably one of the reddest areas of the state. He's hoping to draw a large crowd, and he's hoping that that large crowd will entice everyone else to go out and vote for Leffler and Purdue on the 5th. So that's very exciting as well. Plus, in addition to all of that, we've also got. We've also got ongoing investigations into the election. We've got ongoing investigations into uh, the Dominion software. We've got ongoing investigations and 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 potential lawsuits that will be coming up in front of the Supreme Court. We've got a lot of stuff, man. We got a lot of stuff we got to get to, and uh, we're going to do it all here in just a minute. Oh, also one more thing. I want one more thing. I want to touch on is CNN because. There, there, there's something going on on CNN, which I think is going to be the death knell for a lot of cable news networks. And I think what you're going to start seeing, and this is one thing that they do that I, I mean, all networks do this night. I never understood it. And I just don't, I don't, I just don't get it. But you're going to start to see more and more of this as there gets to be less and less news. In fact, news, as you know, I mean, whether it's fake news or real news or however, you know, it, news is in serious trouble. New, the bubble is about to burst. On the news industry, they, you know, much like, uh, do you remember the tech bubble during the Clinton years? And everyone was like, "Oh, the tech bubble! It's amazing! Everyone's making money on dot coms, this and dot coms that." And then all of a sudden, it was just like pushed to the limit, and boom, it exploded. And do you remember the real estate bubble where everyone was buying cheap, uh, you know, mortgages for free? They were in it, they didn't have to put down any money to finance. They were buying homes they just couldn't afford, and the mortgage company was just increasing, increasing, increasing. And then right at the end of George W. Bush's tenure as president, boom, the the, the real estate bubble burst, and it all came crashing down. you remember that? Well, it looks like we're about to have a news bubble, and this news bubble is going to burst. And when it bursts, a lot of people are going to be scampering around looking. For work. They're gonna to try to figure out what happened. And there it's already you're already starting to see signs of it, and you'll see signs of it on CNN. And uh and I've got some proof from Jake Tapper and Brian Stelter, something they did yesterday. So look, listen, we got so much to get to. We have so little time. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. We're gonna take a quick break right here. Uh we'll get some of your phone calls. We have a bunch of open mic messages coming in as well, and if you want to send us one, you can send us an open mic message by going to our mobile app. Um it's one oh four point five W O K V in your app store. Quick break, more of the Mark K Show coming up. He's entertaining,
2: informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKB, Jacksonville's news and talk. This
1: is the Mark K Show. on 104.5. Mark 765 1045 I'll tell you what, I'm going to start just doing this show from home. Because I know no one messes with, or at least if someone messes with stuff there, I know it's my kids, and I know exactly where to go. I, I know exactly who to yell at. Here it's much more difficult. You got to like yell at everybody.
3: I because, think that, I think that we could do it from your new office.
1: Uh, across the hall. Yeah. No, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in this building at all. I believe <laughs> Josh. I don't want access. I don't want anyone getting access to anybody. If <laughs> if it's at my house, then I know that there's cameras and there's there's security codes. And there's loaded pistols everywhere. No one's gonna no one's gonna come by and mess with my Josh stuff.
3: And I- do the show so
1: we're going to Zoom. You guys can be here. Mm. and we'll zoom Clearly,
4: in. it's Josh's fault. Clearly.
1: Clearly. Also, Josh isn't here today. However, Hannah's back. Hi. And uh, I did. W- welcome back, by the way. It was very interesting because I asked yeah. uh, yesterday. I wrote to both Josh and, and Hannah. I said, hey, who's working tomorrow? Because I never know anything. I don't know when if I'm going to come in here. There's gonna be one person, two people. And Josh wrote back and said, I'm off, which I thought he was joking. But apparently not because he's not here. Yeah. The second person that wrote back was Hannah. And she said, I'm actually not here either. I'm doing traffic. So then I thought to myself, well, there's no way I could be in here by myself because legally I'm not supposed to be unaccompanied <laughs> for more than an hour. Um, but anyway, so Hannah and Hannah made her way in here today, which we appreciate whatever you have to do to make that mm-hmm. happen. Uh, also, I asked her, though, I said, hey, how was your Christmas? And she said, good. You said it was all right.
3: I said, "Is was all right?" It was all right, and it then I said, "Like a happy tone."
1: Yeah, it was like it was like all right, but it, well, you weren't just like, "Oh my god, the best Christmas ever," <laughs> which led me to believe that maybe you didn't get exactly what you want. So then I said to Hannah, "What did you get for Christmas?" And tell everyone, <laughs> tell everyone I what said, you got.
3: Well, Casey got me a waffle iron.
1: Casey is her fiance, <laughs> by the way, and he got you a waffle iron.
3: Yeah, he did because I said I wanted to put a waffle iron on her registry like a month ago
1: on your bridal registry. Yeah. So why did he get you one for Christmas? I don't know. Did he took? He looked at your bridal registry and he thought, "Oh, here's a great idea on how I could find stuff she might want." Well, for we don't Christmas. even have
3: our registry yet. <laughs> I just thought for when we do have it that that would be something good to put on there.
1: So you got a waffle maker. Yep. Have you made waffles? No. Do you plan on making waffles?
3: Well, I'm trying to go like low carb right now, so probably not. So
1: you're trying to go low carb, and he bought you a waffle maker.
3: Yeah, because it was sweet. It's because he remembered mm. that I had said I wanted a waffle maker. Well, that's good. And because you can make other things like a panini or well, a frittata.
1: How do you make a panini in a waffle maker?
3: It's a waffle-shaped panini. You just press it down. Eight five
1: five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five. Let me ask you this: Did you get a gift receipt? No. Okay. That's the best thing, by the way. When you register, make sure you register someplace that's big enough, like Target uh-huh. or, uh, you know, Walmart or whatever. Make sure it's a big enough place that if you don't like something, you can re- just get it, take it back for store credit.
3: So funny that you say that. I got all of my Christmas presents from Walmart. Okay, great. You know, falling on a budget. Yeah, right no, now. I get it. You know. Um, And my brother goes, I like how you shop. And I was like, what? He's like, it's all practical stuff. He's like, also, I'm sure you kept the receipt, right? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, cool, I'm going to take your gift bags back for you. There you (laughs) go. And he took uh, back his shirt.
1: When we got married, we took everything that we uh, we got everything people bought us because it was all from Target. Mm-hmm. And you know, like for example, when you walk through, you register for an ice cream maker, Ooh. and we registered for the ice cream maker. Someone bought it for us. After like three days, we realized we're never going to actually make ice cream. So you take it back and you have sixty dollars store credit. So that's just a, a helpful hint.
3: That's great. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, and uh, you're going to need all the money you can get. By the way, after you get married, because the stimulus check is only six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. After Donald Trump demanded a $2,000 check uh, to go out. Now the two th- This is an interesting story, and you have to kind of can re- you know, follow it along carefully because when the deal was announced and Donald Trump came out and said, "No, this is horrible. We demand $2,000 per person. $600 is not enough. Go back to work." Republicans were very upset. Why? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, the Republicans were the ones that negotiated the $600 payment in the first place. They didn't want a massive bill. They didn't want to pay trillions and trillions of dollars because some of them are still trying to pretend that they are fiscally uh, responsible, even though most of them are not. The second thing that angered them is that the Democrats, like the far-left Democrats, for example, AOC and Ilhan Omar and Bernie Sanders, a lot of these people, they also wanted $2,000 in stimulus payments. They wanted to give Americans as much money as possible, and they were all excited. They were jumping on board. And when you have the president of the United States, a Republican, who's doing something and saying something that makes the far left really happy, well, that's going to anger all the other Republicans In the Senate, plus uh, they didn't want uh, they didn't want to lose a lot of these pork barrel projects, a lot of this ridiculous spending that's been itemized for, you know, overseas, hundreds of millions of dollars going to Egypt, for example, and hundreds of millions of dollars going to to, uh, you know, all these other programs in countries that aren't the United States of America. So that's basically where you got the anger. And the president, you know, he he drew it out for as long as possible yesterday at 830 p.m. Sunday night. When everybody was, I don't know, I don't know what you were doing on Sunday night. You were watching football or you were still, you know, catching up on Hallmark holiday movies that you hadn't yet watched over the holiday break. Maybe you were taking down your Christmas decorations. You know, who knows what you were doing? But at 830 p.m. Sunday night, Donald Trump, president of the United States, signed the bill, wasn't happy about it, did it begrudgingly, called it a disgrace, but signed it anyway. And a lot of people now waking up today said, why? Why would he do that? Why would he sign a bill that he hates? Why would he sign a bill that is a, a full of pork and doesn't give enough money to the people that he thinks actually need it? Why, why would he flip-flop on his own demands after just a week? Why would this happen? And, well, there's a lot of reasons why. A couple of people are saying that the only reason Donald Trump did it in the first place is because he was ticked off at congressional Republicans who weren't coming to his defense on January 6th in the uh, in the Electoral College ratification. He was upset that that Mitch McConnell himself got on a phone call with John Thune and said to all the other Republican senators, do not. Support this effort to stop the electors from being certified. Do not go in there and challenge this vote or the electoral votes from any of these states that are contested, like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Do not stand with Representative Mo Brooks because we need one of the senators to do it. One of those Republicans out there, someone's got to come forward. Someone's got to stand up and say, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. Somebody's got to stand up for democracy. And Mitch McConnell told all of them they shouldn't do it. Begged them, please do not do it. It is going to be so big a problem for Republicans going forward. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I believe Donald Trump in in small part, yes, he wanted to help Americans. But I think he also wanted to anger the, the Republicans. Now, why did he end up signing it in the end? Who knows? Maybe it's because he didn't want the government to shut down. Maybe it's because he wanted to help some of the Repu- maybe it's because he realizes that this doesn't need to be the focus before the Georgia runoff election, which in my heart of hearts is what I believe. I believe that he planned a rally for Dalton, Georgia on, on uh, December the, on January the 4th. I believe that he's going to be there uh, you know, for the election eve ceremonies in um, in Georgia on January the 4th. I believe that he knows it's important that we maintain control of the Senate. Although with a Senate majority leader like Mitch McConnell, what good does that do anybody? And I believe that he didn't want the focus to be on himself, didn't want it to be on the stimulus bill, didn't want it to be on senators not working with the American people, and it didn't he didn't want it to be on Republicans holding up payments of two thousand dollars. Because if people are angry at Republicans holding up money and then they have to go vote for Republicans on January fifth in Georgia, they just might stay home. Which is something we a hundred percent cannot have happen. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. Quick break. We got some of your ideas. We got some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Marquesse Show.
2: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between ten and twelve. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquesse Show. This is the Marque Show.
1: is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. You can leave us an open mic message, too. We have some open mics. I just haven't had a chance to go through them because I've been trying to undo all of the things that people have been doing over the last week and a half uh while we've been gone and if you're live streaming thanks so much for joining us today we appreciate it we're on facebook we're on the youtube we're on twitch and we're on periscope for a while too um we're gonna try we're gonna try to get everything back sorted out the way it should be but in the meantime uh we appreciate everyone checking back in and we will be here tomorrow and also wednesday um and then we will be uh you know then we'll be gone for the the new year but we'll be back um live on the fourth we'll be live in georgia on the fifth and the sixth as we find out what is going to happen with the Senate, what will be the end uh, end all be all of the uh, of the Senate? Will it be democratically controlled? Will they win both seats that they need to take control of the Senate? Or will the Republicans maintain control by uh, by retaining either, uh, you know, Kelly Leffler or uh, David Perdue? Although at this point in time, a lot of people are asking what friggin difference does it make who controls the Senate? Because we never get anything that we want anyway. And a lot of people are are looking at what's been going on in the Senate, what with Mitch McConnell already trying to retain control and and cozy up to Biden, who's been one of his good buddies, apparently, forever. I mean, look look at this. This is one of the things about Joe Biden that you have to really you really kind of understand or maybe you're starting to understand what we start to see about Joe Biden is that Joe Biden, by doing nothing for 30 years in the Senate, by doing absolutely nothing in the Senate, really didn't ruffle anybody's feathers. He didn't. I mean, that's the thing. If you're in the Senate not doing anything, not arguing, not introducing legislation, not being productive, if you're just in there because you like to have, you know, uh, three martini lunches with with known racists, if you're uh, if you're in there because you want to make sure that you are you are you know you don't have to do a real job for a living, or if you're just trying to figure out a way to sell your status so that your your relatives, your your son, your daughter, uh, your your daughter-in-law, for example, anybody that's related to you, so that they can make some kind of living without having have to do without having to do any work. They can just sit on some board somewhere and collect millions of dollars. If that's what you're looking to do, then you do exactly what Joe Biden did. Well, what's happening now is that Joe Biden, uh, is, you know, and, and Mitch McConnell and everyone else is realizing, look, Joe Biden, sure, maybe he won this election in not the most fair way. Sure, maybe Joe Biden has uh, has been kind of ineffective and he's old and he coughs a lot. Maybe Joe Biden doesn't really have an agenda other than I'm not Donald Trump. And even though they're they're realizing all this stuff now, they're also realizing Joe Biden, you know, has never really hurt me or offended me or done anything to me in the past. Joe Biden is is one of the uh, Joe Biden is one of the few people that I really hate in Washington, D.C. So how bad can he really be? And Mitch McConnell, who is let's be honest, Mitch McConnell, he wants power. He wants to be able to get his agenda through. He wants to be able to do the things that he wants to do. You know, and if Mitch McConnell and if Mitch McConnell is out there and he's the one that's saying, hey, here's what's up. Here's what's going on. Here's you know, and there's no one to stop him. Then there's no one to stop him. And Mitch McConnell can do whatever it is. He wants to do. The other thing is the other thing is that when you look at what's going on in the Congress, when you look at what's going on with uh, the Democrats, they're starting to lose seats. They're starting to, to you know, the Republicans are starting to take over. And if the Republicans and if the Republicans can win more seats in 2022 and if they can gain a majority in the House of Representatives and if they retain a majority in the Senate and there's a Democrat as president of the United States then who becomes all of a sudden the most powerful Republican in the world? Whoever's in charge of the Senate, whoever's in charge of the House of Representatives. If Mitch McConnell can lead the Senate with a Democratic president and if they can win back the Congress with Republicans in Congress in 2022, then all of a sudden Mitch McConnell doesn't become the second most powerful Republican in the world. He becomes the single most republican uh, most powerful republican in the world and probably in uh, in in politics in the United States of America so that's probably one of the big reasons why Mitch McConnell's like look you know what don't stand up on January 6th you republican uh senators don't stand up and say hey there's a problem with this election these electors are false these electors are not real we need to make sure that we don't uh certify them we need to make sure that what we are doing is 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 inviting Joe Biden, who I've already stated on this on the Senate floor. You know, I've already congratulated him, I've congratulated Kamala Harris, I've congratulated these people. They will be the next president and vice president of the United States. So don't cause any problems for anybody. Let's just get there. And then let's get Kelly Leffler, let's get David Brown. let's get one of them. Let's retain control of the Senate. Then we'll work on twenty twenty two. And when we win back the House and we win back the Senate and and the presidency belongs to the Democrats, then, well, yes, I guess that leaves me, Mitch McConnell, as the most powerful Republican in the entire world. And that may be part of his thought. I mean, wouldn't it be part of your thought process if you were Mitch McConnell? Would you want four more years of President Trump being the top tier Republican when it could just easily it could easily be you? You could have all the control and you could do things your way. Makes sense to me. And that may be one of the reasons that may be one of the reasons why you're starting to see this break between Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. You're starting to see this pushback. You're starting to see Donald Trump start to challenge Mitch McConnell on some of these things. Now, in the end, in the end, what's going to happen is it all comes down to what happens in Georgia. And I think another reason why Mitch McConnell is pushing Donald Trump or push Donald Trump to sign this bill. I think another reason why Donald Trump ended up doing it is because all eyes, all the focus has to be on Georgia. So if you if you go ahead and sign the bill, if you go ahead and get that out of the news cycle, if you go ahead and get that off the desk, then everybody else can focus on Georgia. Trump can do his rally. He can tell everybody, hey, listen, we need to make sure that we are all on the same page. We need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to maintain the Republican control of the Senate. We need to make sure that that's our, that's our first step. Then on the, six, then the next day... We can go to Washington and we can march and we can stand in front of the Supreme Court and yell terrible things at those weak, spineless justices that we actually put in place. We can then go to the Congress and we can go to the, the Capitol building and yell and scream at all of those weak senators, many of whom we helped elect. We can do all of that. But first, we've got to get these two elections in Georgia under our belts. And if that means signing this bill Which is a travesty if that means signing this bill, which is, I mean, ridiculous, which is just full of pork, which does not offer enough money to people, and which six senators came up with a really good reason not. I mean, six, only six Republicans, think about that, said we're not signing this bill. Only six. They said we're not voting for it. We don't want it. It's terrible. It's bad news. I'll tell you who those six are, by the way, in just a minute so you can know. But only six said there is no reason why this bill needs to pass. There is no way we can vote for it. And I think the reason that they're signing it now and making it law is to move on to the next most important thing, which is that election on the 5th in Georgia. 855-765-1045. Another quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show is on the way. Stay tuned. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on
2: iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Jacksonville's News and Talk.
1: my name is mark k 855-765-1045 is our number 855-765-1045 we're gonna grab a couple phone calls here because you know, i mean maybe the i don't even know nothing else is working so we'll just go with that uh we'll start with sarah in houston hi sarah how are you i'm good how are y'all good thanks so much for joining us today sarah what's going on what do you want to say
5: yeah um there is Something on YouTube. Let me turn off my Bluetooth. Um, yeah. there is a video on YouTube and it's basically the Ukrainian version of Project Veritas. Uh huh. And I just want to say that Biden's audio on there literally sounds like your creepy grand or creepy uncle that just won't shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: How do you but know about it, my creepy uncle? Oh, you were just talking about it in general. Never mind,
5: yeah. <laughs> just general. Every yeah. family has one, you know. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say happy related, Merry Christmas, and everyone should go check it out. Um, it's on. Un- it's under the Trumpets um, YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, uh, hopefully well, no, y'all you all have better
1: want, days. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for calling. If you really want a creepy grandpa video of Joe Biden, uh, you can. Go, I mean, you can go anywhere on the internet. But definitely check that out. And thank you so much for wishing us a happy, belated Merry Christmas. This is Denise in Tampa. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm good.
5: How are you? Oh, doing great. Um, I well, like you. show. Oh, that's thank fun. you. Okay, oh, so oh, um, the Impoundment Control Act of 1974 gives Trump the option to, like, delete all the pork out of the bill, even though he signed it. And mm-hmm. he's asked Congress to add, make it so it's 2000 per person. Mm-hmm. But that's not really the reason I'm calling. It's about the um, – you know on the 6th when they do the, the – Vice President Pence um, adds up the votes, yeah. and they've given every state the opportunity to come clean. Like, give us your true votes, you know, and gone to the Supreme Court. Well, any um state that is fraudulent, um, he has to reject those votes. So, the theory is, and there's a guy, his name is um Raiklin, mm-hmm. he's like a former Green Beret captain, and he's a constitutional lawyer, and he's saying that he is lawfully obligated to reject those states, which puts Trump in the lead. So the president really isn't elected on election day. He's not elected when the votes are certified. He's elected by the legislature, which is where that girl, remember, that Trump's lawyer said she wants it solved with a constitutional solution. Right. Right. Yeah. Not right. So this is a constitutional solution because it's in the Constitution that the vice president has to reject fraudulent votes.
1: Well, that is Which true. Okay, Trump but the, lead. the problem is, you know, it all re- it all you know, falls on Mike Pence at that point. Um, if you right, ha- it does. Right, but Mike Pence, you know, it also here's the thing: he's gonna If he's not going to, he's not going to hang himself out there all by himself. I don't believe Mike Pence. Well, he's not really
5: because there's like seven thousand people standing outside, thanks to Trump calling people in, right. plus a whole bunch of states that wanted. To be heard and put their stuff on the line for the Supreme Court, and they don't even want their votes to count. They want this gone. Understandably, Denise, but if you you think about it. If he doesn't do it, he's complicit in fraud, fraud. and those cases will be heard after the election. I don't think, I don't really think Pence wants to go to jail. I don't think he's going to go. No, I just don't see it.
1: I mean, look, and, I, yeah, and again, I, think- I, I appreciate your, your concern and your passion. I understand, too, that you're looking for any last resort, too. But Mike Pence, if there's no senators that stand up and say we are going to re- uh, reject or object to these electors from these states that are questioned, if Ted Cruz or Rick Scott or Rand Paul, if none of them stand up and say, with Mo Brooks, we are going to, uh, we are going to object to these and put this thing back into, uh, you know, back into turmoil, if none of that happens, then Mike Pence isn't going to do it on his own because the Supreme Court doesn't even have his back. It would be a, it would be a futile gesture at that point. And Mike Pence, I mean, think about this. Mike Pence, he's not going to just go home and retire. You know, Mike Pence has got to work the system as well. And sure, Mike Pence could say this vote is fraudulent or we're not accepting these electors or whatever. There's a workaround for that, too. And we know that Mitch McConnell is not on the president's side. We know that the majority of the Republican senators, even the ones that Donald Trump helped get reelected, are not on his side. We know that the Congress isn't on his side because it's still controlled by the Democrats. We know the media is not on his side. We know, sure, there are 19 states that are on his side, but it doesn't matter because the Supreme Court won't hear any cases about the election until after Inauguration Day. They're going to wait until it's basically impossible for Donald Trump to become president before they even dip their toe in the water. So Mike Pence has no recourse. He has nobody on his side. Unless, of course, some senator somewhere stands up and says, hey, uh, I would like to also object to these electoral votes coming from Pennsylvania, coming from Wisconsin, coming from Michigan, coming from Georgia, coming from Arizona even or Nevada, wherever they're coming from. I object on the basis that this whole thing is a fraud and we it needs to be investigated unless that happens. It all right now basically lies with your senators, your Republican senators. And we need Mike Lee from Utah. We need Rand Paul from Kentucky. We need somebody, you know, somebody to stand up and say, hey, yes, the Senate agrees or at least one person in the Senate agrees. This is not right. We need to do something about it. And until that happens, I don't think Mike Pence is going to have I mean, he doesn't have a leg to stand on by himself. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. One oh four five. Great, great, great question, though. And I know as we get closer and closer, a lot of people still have their eye on that prize and they're like, what is our recourse? And the recourse right now at this moment is the Senate. You need somebody to get there and say, hey, this can't happen. We can't do it this way. And the and the number of senators out there who are willing to put their political lives on the line, they seem to be fewer and far between. Uh, 855-765-1045. All right, quick break. More of your phone calls. I want to get into the CNN thing here a little bit, too, because it's just so comical. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what's going to happen in Georgia on the 5th of January, which is just about, you know, a week away. 855 765 Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up.
2: Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is
1: the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And I got a question from Shane in Virginia. Hi Shane, how are you? Hey man, doing great. Oh doing great. Oh good Shane. Glad to hear. What did you want to say, sir? Well I just I'm curious, man. I mean yeah. you got a great show. Love your show. Oh thanks. Yeah, you know, I'm a Trump supporter, diehard. Just
0: wonder, well, how come he does? Trump doesn't declare martial law. I mean, isn't that something that can happen, or is that like out of the cars? Because Biden's an idiot. We know that. We know all the Democrats are idiots. Yeah, and people that voted for him aren't very bright. You know, we we already know that.
1: Well, I mean, you, you, the thing about martial law is that be, people people have this idea of martial law that it's basically like a a dictator taking over, or you know, they they start talking about how if Donald Trump declares martial law, he'll be he'll be tearing up the Constitution, our democracy will be over. That's not what martial people don't really understand what martial law is. Martial law is basically the government or the federal government taking control of a situation that local governments uh, are refused to or unable to take control of. For example, what's been going on with a lot of the rioters and the protests Donald Trump sends in the National Guard and the rioters and the protests are quelled. That's the smaller version basically of martial law. If Donald Trump were to declare martial law. He could do it in just certain jurisdictions. He wouldn't have to do it like it's not like all of a sudden, uh, you know, something goes on and you don't dial 911, you call the White House and say send the cops. Someone's breaking into my house. It could be done on a state by state or even city by city basis. And basically, the it's whenever there is whenever there's a breakdown in law enforcement. So in this case, you have to see where's the breakdown in law enforcement. Well, in Pennsylvania for sure, in Philadelphia. There's definitely a breakdown in law enforcement. They're not investigating the voting machines. They're not investigating the ballots that have been that have been questioned by the, the GOP in Wisconsin. Same thing. There's a lot of of uh, mail in ballots that came back and there's no registration for them. And so where does you know what we need to investigate that? No one's investigating. Same thing with Georgia. Same thing with with Michigan. So I think on a case by case basis, he could go in there and say we declare martial law. And the first thing, really the only thing that it would affect is is the investigation into the voting machines the the federal government would go in they would they would uh, basically take all the voting machines out they would say we are commandeering these machines they would lock them up they would then say we are going to investigate these machines on our own because you refuse to investigate them Um, You know, but there's a couple of issues there, too. You still need somebody to to commit a crime and or to uh, to um, prosecute. You still need the you still need the Department of Justice on your side. You still need that kind of thing. You still also need uh, you know, when you look at it, you also need to have uh, the Supreme Court. Should there be any legal challenges, which there will be. And the problem is, I mean, the, the founders were smart. They said that no one branch of government. No one branch of government can control the entire government at one time. There's these checks and balances, which are very important. The problem is when you have two branches of government or more than one branch of government that is too scared or too corrupt or too unwilling to help out the other, then, then that's where the problems arise. And what we're seeing here is Donald Trump consistently saying there's an issue. It's glaring. It's as plain as the nose on your face. Every half of the United States of America believes that this election was stolen. That It was not on the up and up. Half of the Americans believe that these vote, massive vote dumps in the middle of the night were all votes for Joe Biden and none for Donald Trump. People believe that they see it. There's thousands and thousands of affidavits. There have been lawsuits galore. The problem is they don't see the light of day because the corruption in Washington, D.C., is a lot deeper than we ever thought it was. Or maybe we all thought it was. We're just shocked to see that it's now coming to light. You know. And, that, and that's something Donald Trump always said he would do. One way or another, Donald Trump said he would drain the swamp. One way or another, he said he would figure out a way to, to shine a light on how deep and dark and, and just poorly run and corrupt the, the Washington, D.C. establishment is. And that's exactly what he's doing. by forcing, Think about this. Donald Trump's legacy could be this. Donald Trump in in losing this election or by having this election taken from him in what seems to be a nefarious and dubious way. Donald Trump, by doing that, by opening up all these questions about the sanctity and the reliability of our our election system. I mean, that is if you have people going forward thinking that when they vote, their vote is counted and it doesn't matter if it's a mail-in ballot or an in-person ballot or an early vote. It's counted and it's counted for the person that they want it counted for. If people believe that then you can do anything you want behind the scenes. You can manipulate it any, any way you want. But if people have doubt, that's when you have real problems. That's when you can't control them anymore. And Donald Trump has cast serious doubt on what is happening on what is happening uh, in, in our election system. And by doing so, people now start to think, hey, maybe this isn't on the up and up. Maybe these swamp creatures are really that bad. And the only way to get rid of them is to get what I call MAGA candidates – in their places. And when you look at what Mitch McConnell's doing. Hey, it looks like maybe it's time for a MAGA candidate in Kentucky. And when you look at these other senators that are sitting around scratching their butts, maybe it's time for MAGA candidates in other places. It's definitely time for a MAGA candidate in Utah. You know, it's definitely can't time for MAGA candidates in Maine and Alaska, you know, and wherever else we said Nebraska. You know, you need to see these MAGA candidates coming to life. And I think what you're going to see in the House of Representatives is you're going to see a lot more of these red, conservative, constitutionalist people run for office and win because, number one, the voters, the 75 million out there that voted for Donald Trump are annoyed beyond all get up. And number two, the Democrats are now being seen as what they are, socialists who will try to win at any and all costs and also People are getting sick and tired of being locked down in these blue states and these blue districts, and it might be time for a change. So in 2022, you get a bunch more MAGA candidates in there. Boom, you win back the House of Representatives when the Senate races are up for grabs. Maybe someone like Marco Rubio, who, depending on what happens January 6th, may or may not be a MAGA candidate if he's not then there's plenty of MAGA candidates in Florida who will stand up and run against him. And there's plenty of MAGA voters here in Florida that will vote his ass out of office. And Marco Rubio, who, I mean, again, we can go into Marco Rubio all you want, but Marco Rubio lost his own state to Donald Trump. Do you think Donald Trump is going to support him in two years if there's a MAGA candidate that comes out and says, hey, Marco Rubio's not cutting it. Marco Rubio didn't stand up and fight for the president when he had the chance. Marco Rubio didn't stand up and fight for all those Florida voters that voted for Donald Trump and didn't want to see these states steal their vote away, steal their election away, steal their president away. Marco Rubio did not stand and say, hey, listen, we need to fight this. And so why would Donald Trump stand with Marco Rubio in two years and say, hey, you need six more years in office when he could have somebody like, oh, I don't know, his daughter Ivanka run for Senate in Florida and win and get uh, get Marco Rubio's seat. These are the kind of things that's going to happen. Maybe this is Donald Trump's legacy. Maybe what he has done, maybe by being ousted in this way, the anger and the and the animosity and the and the and the, the message, you know, the fact that 75 million people out there are just so angry, they're going to go out there and make sure that every other election between now and in the next 20 years goes to MAGA candidates. And with Donald Trump not there, maybe we actually get more little Donald Trumps in Congress and in the Senate and back in the White House. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. 1045 Quick break. More of the Mark K Show on the way. Stay tuned. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream The Mark K Show in the WOKV app for your Apple
2: or Android device. This is The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This
1: is The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. One zero four five. Uh, we got Tim on the line in Tennessee. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey, I'm Dennis. How you doing, Mark? How you doing? I love the show. Oh, thank I'm, me. Me too, man. I appreciate you saying that, Tim. Uh, what's going on, man? What did uh, you want to say in Tennessee there?
6: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm in Greenville, Tennessee, and I'll tell you what. In Tennessee, we're having a hard time right now because you know the explosion that went on in yeah. Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And what the irony of that situation is? I mean, I hate that it happened. But uh, uh, the irony of that situation is AT&T, didn't they just acquire to audit
1: the Dominion voting machines and then AT&T is in front of where the bomb goes off? Yeah, anyway, I, I heard a couple things about a couple of people have been uh, sending me links and things and stories about how that how, uh, you know, it's very it's very peculiar how the AT&T building was totally damaged. And guess who had to come in the FBI? And they had to search and they had to figure things out. and Maybe they were seizing documents. There were. There were, you know, there were a couple of things that I heard about that, and uh, I haven't yet had a chance to investigate it. But, yeah, you're the, you're not the first person to bring that to my attention.
6: Yeah, and then, you know, yesterday in Lebanon, Tennessee, they found another van that was playing the same audio yeah. uh, from that. And, and, you know, the voter fraud, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on it. You know, and one way to think of voter fraud is unlevel voting for an individual, every state, Every state defines fraud, sometimes called illegal, unlawful and legal, okay, and, you know, to that, you know, votes more than a vote, uh, voter fraud, votes more than once in the same election. I've seen a video, okay, where a lady sat and put the same ballots through this machine, probably thousands of them, hmm. over three or four times. Okay, cast ballots in the name of ineligible voters. Also, convicted felons cannot legally vote. And they sent mail-in ballots out to everybody. Just think how many of them went back. Because I know they didn't run a background check on everybody who sent a ballot. To. Well, I
1: mean, dead people and illegal immigrants who are, you know, are in this country illegally and children and God knows who. make-believe individuals, just fake people that never existed. There's a time I'm sure there's somebody out there, their Fortnite skin probably voted for Biden in this last election. I mean that's probably that's probably if you did some investigating, you might actually find that out. but the problem is that nobody's investigating, and the people that are investigating um then you know if they find anything, they just suppress it and there there's a lot of reasons for that because for them, a second donald trump term term is bad news. uh thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it though and we, and states you know, states stay very strong there in uh, in Tennessee if there's any more trucks on the highway that are playing that weird music and fake gunshots, just drive away. Um, as fast as you can. Eight five five seven six five uh one oh four five is our number. This is Myron in Missouri. How are you, Myron?
4: Oh, I'm doing just fine, sir. And uh a longtime uh listener and watcher and just oh, uh, actually this 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 is the second time I called the last time I got hung up on while I was on hold for some reason, oh, saying that your sinking issue in yeah. your video just I think that might have something to do with that solar winds hack that's going on, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> Probably. You what did you want to say today,
4: Myron? What's going on? Uh, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were about. See, when Trump uh, went ahead and signed this disgusting bill that he had to sign to actually save America, because the Democrats were holding Americans hostage, you know. Uh, but what do you think when he redlined the six hundred dollar payments and the excess uh, cuts to be? Or the, the, I mean, I mean the, the wasteful spending that he redlined to be voted on today. Do you, what do you think the chances are of it actually going through? Because we know Biden is going to keep. If he gets in, he's going to keep passing. He's going to keep pushing for the two thousand dollars for everybody. Yeah,
1: it's not. And, I mean, uh, it's not going to go through as it is I now. Mean, and the Congress. Sure. Here's the thing. The Congress, the Democrats, they'll vote for more money. You know, every single day of the week, if they could. Um, what's going to happen though is you're going to have the Senate put the kibosh on it. They're going to be the ones that are going to be like, look, we're not going to we're not going to pass this. That's what they're doing. Right. That's how they got Donald Trump to sign it in the first place. So if the Senate remains in firm Republican grasp, then you're not going to have to worry about the excessive spending bills going through. But the Democrats, they're all I mean, you had AOC. She was the first one going, yeah, let's do two thousand dollars. Andrew Yang is all like, yeah, let's do let's do more. Let's do two thousand dollars a month forever forever. That's what, that, that's yeah,
4: what they want. I, I can't even I can't even think of one bill that six hundred dollars would cover here, even in Missouri, where it's fairly cheap to live. Six hundred dollars isn't enough for a person to get by in a week if they live really poor
1: Myron it's an insult it's an it comes out to like somebody figured it out it comes out to something like six dollars a day for the past one hundred days, which is how long most people have been locked down. It's a ridiculous insult i you know what and for a lot of people you're right, six hundred dollars is maybe one bill half a mortgage payment, uh one car payment, but then know what happens next month if things aren't open back up. It's a, it's a ridiculous it's not even a bandaid. You know, they oh, put a bandaid on problem. This isn't it doesn't cover anything. Uh all it does is increase a lot of spending and it gives a lot of government friends a lot of money. It helps out a lot of people who don't live in this country. And it makes everybody uh, feel better, like they're actually doing something, like they're compromising. It's a way for it's a way for the Democrats and Republicans that want bipartisanship to say, "Hey, look, we came up with a bipartisan bill, bill, and we got everybody some help." But six hundred dollars is like giving people no help. You either do what Donald Trump, you know, and I'd like to point out. Again, that Donald Trump went to Nancy Pelosi and offered her $1.8 trillion just a couple months before the election. And even Wolf Blitzer was on TV going, what's wrong with $1.8 trillion? And she refused it because she didn't want Donald Trump to have the win. Now that Donald Trump, now that the election is over, now that everyone thinks that Joe Biden's going to be president, they'll pass it. But the problem is they're both willing to settle for a whole lot less. And in doing so, we realize that Nancy Pelosi doesn't really care about the american people she only cares about herself and that's one good thing and we also realize that the republicans in the senate they don't care about donald trump which is bad but also very eye-opening hey thanks so much for the call 85-765-1045. got to take a quick break we'll be right back
2: entertaining never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12 informative you call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable that's the mark k show this is the mark k show You know, it's nice to see people getting vaccines
0: on TV, all these top care health workers. But, you know, it's like me and my family. I'm out here thinking, when are we going to get ours? six, eight, nine months, maybe a year from now? I'm getting a little bit old seeing these people take the vaccines when I'm wondering when me and my family is going to get them.
1: You know, it is kind of it is kind of interesting. It's all these people on TV. going, Look, I got my vaccine. It's great. You're going to love it. But then, uh, you know, it's kind of like when people go and they they uh, they go to Disney World for the first time because they're like a Disney World ambassador or they're a blogger or they're some celebrity and they get to ride the brand new ride, whatever the new Star Wars attraction is, that kind of thing. They get to do all of that. And then uh and then what happens is the rest of us have to wait like three years. So that's kind of what the, <laughs> that's kind of why these vaccines seem uh, to me. But a lot of people concerned about it, the the way they're, that they're touting it on television.
0: I wonder when somebody like me, the average Joe Blow will...
1: Wait, I think that's the one we just... That's the one we just played. Oh, here it is.
4: Yeah, all these damn Democrat educators, man, that all question the uh, work speed, the, the Trump vaccine, I won't touch it, BS, now they're all dying to jump into the front of the line. What a bunch of damn hypocrites.
1: I mean, that guy's very... He's, well, you know, he's got... Uh, he's passionate... About all But but that's the big question now is the vaccine and when will it be out for the regular people? When will it be out for the people that actually, you know, are out there in the nursing homes? When will we be able to open our stuff back up? And I think for a lot of people, that's the real driving motivator. The motivation is get the vaccine out there already so that we can go back to work. Get the vaccine out there so that, you know, the rest of us can go to a restaurant or the rest of us can go bowling or the kids can go back to school or whatever's you know, whatever people aren't doing. Um, now here in Florida, again, it's a totally different scenario. We're in no real rush to get the vaccine because a number one, everything's open here. You can go to the restaurants, you can go to the, to the beaches, you can go to some bars, you can go to, you know, school and, and, you know, the other places where you don't want to go or where you, you know, for example, we come to work every single day and we have our salespeople don't. So it's kind of been like, nice. Uh, but the fact of the matter is there are places in this country that are still locked up tight and people are losing their businesses. And for most of them, they're like, this is great. If you have the max vaccine, get it out there so that you won't have any excuses to keep us locked down again. Uh, go out there and give us the vaccine so that you won't have any excuses to tell us we have to wear a mask or we can't go to work or we have to be at 25 percent capacity in our business now. Now that this vaccine is out there, you would think that is what the likely scenario is. But wouldn't you know it now now that now that there's a vaccine, now that people are out there, frontline workers are out there getting it now that small business owners are like, look, thank God on the horizon, we start to see the light at the end of the horizon. Donald Trump got this vaccine done. Donald Trump instituted Operation Warp Speed. Donald Trump was all like, we're going to get it before the end of the year, and we have it before the end of the year. And there's several vaccines out there now bouncing around. They're not fully loaded on trucks with dry ice, and they're going down here and over here. And people that that are frontline workers and politicians and everyone else, they're starting to get vaccinated, and they're going on TV, and they're saying – I didn't feel a thing. Well, except for that one doctor who had a, a massive you know, allergic reaction to it because he's allergic to shellfish. And that other nurse who passed out 15 seconds after she took it, except for them, it's going pretty well for the most part. So now everyone's excited about the country opening back up. And now that that's happening, guess what they found in the United Kingdom? A new strain of the vaccine or of the uh, of the covid virus. Now that covid-19 may actually have met its match. COVID-19 and a half is popping up in the U.K. And guess where they found it just this morning? I got a push alert from WOKV at 6 a.m. They found it in Canada. And guess what country borders Canada? The United States of America. So just when everything looked like it was going to be hunky dory again, just when the vaccines were being pumped out at record speed, just when business owners were singing hallelujah, we may be able to survive this thing. If everybody that wants to get vaccinated can get vaccinated and these tyrannical governors can open up our restaurants and our businesses and our gyms again and we won't be fined or shut down from the health department just for trying to feed our families. Hallelujah, that's coming all of a sudden. Here comes COVID nineteen and a half, and COVID nineteen and a half will give Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci and Mario Cuomo—no, his son. What's it? Andrew Cuomo. And Gavin Newsom and, and 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 what's her name out in Michigan, all these governors who have kept you shut up tight, all these governors who are taking away your rights, all of these governors. And now the potential president of the United States who want you to remain masked and at home, all these people, they now, even despite the vaccine, have a new excuse. To continue to push their power over you. To keep you locked up tight. To keep you from your liberty and your freedoms. And that is the new strain of COVID-19. The new uh, the, the vaccine, yeah, that's for the old strain. Now there's a new strain. And until we can get that under control, we're going to have to keep you guys at home on your Zoom calls. 855 765 One zero four five is our number, 855-765-1045, is our number. This is Matt in Georgia. Hi, Matt, how are you?
6: Hey,
4: hey, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Oh, thank Uh, you so much. I appreciate
1: it.
6: it. Yes, sir. Uh,
4: Yeah, and I really wanted to call, you know, like I said, a big follower of you. I just wanted to get your thoughts on January 6th and the objections that could be made um, in terms of the election. On that date, and in the event that uh, we don't see the objections that we need on that date, do you see any other path for President Trump to be in uh, the presidency this time? I mean, for example, uh, and I'm sure you've heard about it, the executive order on election interference.
1: What yeah. Do you think that
4: could be utilized
1: in this situation? I mean, look, Matt. That's a good, you know, and I, you know, and I know that there's still a, a lot of people are saying there's a lot of paths to still out there. I know that, that uh you know Giuliani is saying we still have some court battles yet to be won. I know Jenna Ellis is out there saying there's still things that, that can be done. Sydney Powell is out there although she's saying that the the um the president's advisors are limiting her access to the president now keeping her shut out of the system. Look, I know that there's still some things that could happen. I just don't know if they will. And you know, I look, I look, I'm, I'm excited for President Trump to be back in D.C. on the 6th. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited for Mo Brooks to stand up there and say, I object. I object. Which one of my Senate colleagues will object with me? And I'm excited to see if any of these Republicans will stand up because they don't realize, maybe they don't realize that the 75 million people that voted for Donald Trump, a lot of them are Republicans, probably in their states. In fact, uh, unless you are a Republican senator, I'm trying to think of, Rep- of a Republican senator from a state that didn't go to Donald Trump. Well, if you count Georgia, there's two right there, Purdue and Leffler. You know, if you uh if you look at what's another one, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, you know, if you look at Wisconsin, you got a Republican senator from Wisconsin. Will he be the one to stand up and object? Probably not. I'm um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. But on January 6th, I'm looking to see which person will have the guts in the Senate, which Republican to say these electors are bad. These elections were bogus. I object and force the Senate and force the House of Representatives to go back and redebate debate these things. I'm excited. Hopefully it's somebody. I have my ideas. I have my ideas. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if there will be one or not. But uh, but I've been looking, I've been studying these Republican senators very carefully over the past couple of days. I've been reading their history, their history of I've looked at their tweets, what they've said about this election, what they've said about the president, you know, what they're what, the, you know, who voted them into office when they're up for reelection. You know, if I were again, if I were Marco Rubio, if I were Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio has nothing to lose by standing up. On January 6th and saying the this is bogus on behalf of the people of the state of Florida, this is a crime. And I object to these electors. He has nothing to lose by doing that and everything to gain. Let's see if he will. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marques show on the way. Stay tuned. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Mark K Show
2: live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk.
6: A methane
0: molecule is many times larger than a single COVID spore, which means if you can smell a fart through that mask of yours, it ain't working.
1: All right, uh, helpful tip. Helpful tip. Thanks so much for that. We appreciate it. <laughs> See, you learn a lot. I didn't like that. You learn a lot from the open <laughs> mic, man. That's just something that you need to keep in mind. 855 765 104. Let's say, you know, we've got Kevin calling from Canada today. Kevin, good morning. Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? Kevin? Kevin! Okay, never mind. Uh, I was trying to do my best.
3: You beat it. You beat me to me. My best, Catherine oh my O'Hara. Gosh
1: eight five five seven six five one oh four five is our number. This is Richard in Florida. Hi Richard, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Oh good, good Richard. What's up, man? What did you want to say?
0: I got a question on on uh, the whole thing going on. It seems like we're getting shot down by both Democrat and Republicans. Hmm. Um whatever happen whatever happened to we the people for the people and by the people it, it seems like everybody that gets into the politics now worries more about money than they do the people. I mean, what what is there for us to do? I mean, as the people? Yeah, as as of all of us, all of us all of us Americans, and and everything. What can we do when we get to like corruption? Now, is there any way
1: we can just? get rid of them all and start all over again i mean what what is our recourse as people i mean you, you could fight back you could say hey i'm going to vote you out you could campaign against them you could run for office you could do all these things you know you could you well could... i don't mean run.
0: yeah i don't mean run for office i mean just to get rid of i mean once again it's it's it is democrat but it is also republicans they could stand up for their rights right now and take care of this whole thing at one time. Because once they let this go on, people are going to try to go back to normal lives, and it's just going to get worse and worse, I'm yeah. sorry to say.
1: No, don't, you're, don't apologize. You're absolutely right about it. Listen, there's one, there's one recourse, Richard, which people have been trying to get done forever. It's never happened. If somebody brings it back, it would probably, at this point in time, be very popular. If any of our Republican colleagues in the Senate or the House are listening right now, Listen carefully, because the one thing that cures a lot of what we have now, the a lot of the corruption, a lot of the swampishness, a lot of the criminality, a lot of the, um, you know, bipartisan bickering, a lot of that. The the one thing that will, will pretty much remedy everything is term limits and the last somewhat prominent uh, grouping of people or individuals in the Congress and in the Senate to introduce and to go after term limits as an actual thing were Ted Cruz and Ron DeSantis when he was our congressperson. Now he's governor, he's out of the loop. Ted Cruz is battling for our own democracy. Uh, but term limits, term limits is a huge, uh, you know, issue that needs to be brought back. It's going to be difficult as long as you have this group in, in charge. But one of the reasons this group is in charge is because there are no term limits. For example, did you know that AOC is thinking about challenge? She's been in government for what, all of two years? Two years. 18 months she's been in Congress, but AOC feels that she is ready for the next step. She wants to challenge her sitting senator in two years and become a senator from New York because she feels like not just the people that went to her bar and who she gave shots to in Brooklyn or the Bronx or wherever the hell she's from not just those people will vote for but everybody in the state of, North, of New York seems like she is not just a a a competent and effective congressperson but she would be great as one of just two senators from their state so she's really thinking about running for the Senate in 2 years against get this Chuck Schumer chuck schumer who is the minority leader who has been in the senate pretty much his entire life i mean he went right from high school to college to the united states senate and he's been there forever and he plans on dying there chuck schumer does not plan on going anywhere aoc wants to challenge chuck schumer because she feels she can be the senator and he'll win why because there are no term limits because he has this whole system ingrained the only good thing about her becoming senator was that she'd no longer be in the Congress. 855 765 I just checked the time. we got to get out of here. We will be back tomorrow. Hopefully everything will be working great. Have a great day, everyone. Stay tuned for traffic weather news. Rush Limbaugh. It's all next.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.